Hello and welcome to the Golden State Dodgeball Syndicated Podcast. This is a podcast for the dodgeball enthusiast, those who have dodgeball dreams and wake up because balls are coming at their face. My name is Vince Marchbanks and I am currently the one. To Ooh. my left today <laughs> is Mr. I apparently am going to be called Shark Akum. Sharkum. I, you know what? Like, I'll take that nickname I got this weekend. It's pretty awesome. I, I'll take it. As like, like, you know, what most people probably don't know about me is I'm a humongous shark fan. Hockey team? No, actual sharks. Oh yeah. Like as a scuba did scuba diving. As a scuba diver, like I love sharks, and I spent a lot of time in shark tanks. And, is your dad a professional scuba diver? My dad is one of the, like the few original divers of the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, even growing up, like I would, my dad and I would volunteer at the aquarium and clean the shark tank. Well, that's awesome. Like I'm disappointed if I go diving and I don't see a shark. Really? So I'll take Shark Akum. I'll take it. Cause I'm trying to think, like, have I got any dodgeball nicknames? Yeah. I, you gave me one years ago after like I won the the quote unquote professional world championship. Cause I rushed 32 times and won 32 rushes. I remember that. You called me Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But otherwise, like, I, I, I'm shocked. Like, I, it's, it's weird. I think that's the first time I've ever had, like, a nickname. And I'll bet a random one. It works, though. I like I, it. I'll take it. Shark I'll Acom. take it. I think it was more like a, like a porn name, though. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I've actually, I've gone diving a few times. I got certified in, uh, I think, Belize. I only dove with, um... Nerf sharks, and I was still fucking scared. <laughs> Scary business. Anyways, um, we have wrapped up our season for 2017. It, it was. Uh, it feels like it, but for me, like it hasn't really stopped. You still signing checks? I'm still signing checks. Like all the regional checks have gone out. They're all gone. Uh, everybody will have their checks if they haven't received them by the time we post this. The national checks will be getting written this weekend, and those will be out on Tuesday. And then we can just write everything off and say, okay, that's done. 2017 is in the books. And for the last two weeks or a week and a half since we've been back, all I've been focused on is 2018 and trying to change... A lot of things that are good, but to make things easier, more visible, and streamline dodgeball and the tournament experience. So, question on everyone's mind is where are we going next year? You know what? And, and this is this is. There's been no discussion. There's, there's been, been discussion. That's not official. There's been. It's basically popping out of my head, shooting from the hip. Like, I would like to stay at home to do Chicago or Austin or San Diego or LA. LA. San Diego, maybe. If we do LA, I'm going to make sure we can do something like a beach division or a tramp division. We yeah, we, we, could, we could do a tramp division. But I think everybody would be dead. Oh, for sure. For you do sure. trampoline on day one, that way everybody's fucking <laughs> legs are destroyed for the next couple of days. That yeah. Actually, work to your advantage. I I love that shit. 
Beechwood too. Beech is oh, beach is Oh, beach would destroy people's legs. They'd be no, like, oh. like you're, you're in the sun. Well, think about if you did that like on a day one. Think about how many people that are not used to the sun they would, would be. They would, well, they would not only die, but like when they would come to day two. Uh, be completely sunburnt. I remember when we had Adrenaline Rush came out to, like, the very first series year we did. They came out to L.A., and two of the guys walked to the beach, which was a couple miles from the hotel, shirtless, and they showed up to the tournament the next day completely sunburnt. So every catch, every every hit that they took, they would scream in agony. It was hilarious. Uh, All right, so what are we talking about? Well, I figure let's let's kind of wrap up and 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 give credit where credit is due. Um, in in the eight point five open division, the championship division, uh, Doom yourself taking first place, Dynasty taking second, Dynasty, and Shooters taking third. So it was a West Coast, North, and East. And uh, there's definitely some interesting uh, stats to come out of that. One thing that we saw in the uh, in the bracket is the West basically eliminated itself yeah, by yeah. other West teams. Like I know in our side of the bracket, it was Doom, Havoc, Riot, Titan, and Rainbows were all in a single portion of the bracket. That top right portion is all west, it's all red, and it's it's murder. And so, like, in, in years past, we've had a, a West Coast 1, 2, and 3 sweep. Uh, this year, you know, the way everything fell, uh, West Coast faced a lot of West Coast teams. You know, there's, there's one, one North team in our bracket, which was Blitz, one East Coast team in our bracket, and two South, and the rest is all oh, West. Yeah. <laughs> um, in other brackets, it was a little more is a little more spread out. You had like Rise, Rise and Boosh and Kraken and Shooters yeah, exactly. and Body Snatchers and Arsenal. Like that's a that's a good bracket that got a little bit of everyone. Um, and then Shooters came out of that one on top. Yeah, they didn't, even, they didn't have to. To face Rise because um, Kraken knocked them out. Yeah, so Shooters took out Body Snatchers, then Boosh, then Kraken to get into the winner bracket final four. Yeah, um, and then some other brackets were pretty pretty clean, pretty sparse. But that upper right hand bracket was all West Coast, so uh, we got to see some interesting things. And you know, One as we the, were as we were looking through this, we saw Dynasty lost their yeah, first was, match. That's what I was about to say was Dynasty lost their first match to was it number they twenty one seeded Grip City. Yeah, so Dynasty was the twelve seed facing the twenty first. They lost to the twenty first seed Grip City from the West Coast. And then Dynasty proceeded to mow through the loser bracket all the way to clinch second place. So that, that was, means that was impressive. That's that was that's really impressive. So they had to beat uh, Corruption. Then um, I'm trying to see Is what that Alberta. Yeah, they had to beat Alberta. Then, then Gamecocks. Yeah. And then Davis. Davis. And then Team Awesome, and then they well, had to Kraken. face. No, uh, yeah, they had to face Kraken. Then Team Awesome. 
then Task Force, then shoot us to face off against and then Doom. Get to the, to the finals. Very impressive. Very, very, very I was impressive. Some of their games on the way to the finals, and they were playing very well together, and they had a lot of energy. I think they might have spent it all on that long road they had in the finals. It was a long fucking road. They made it very interesting for themselves. Well, I, I love to see, you know, Dynasty, they used to be the Lakers back in the day. I love to see, they were one of those teams that in the very first elite tournament in the North, they complained and bitched and moaned about how much they don't like no-sting. And, you know, they, you were get, they were getting mowed over. And then, you know, they go into pinch and they destroy everything and they and they, you know, they absolutely won that. And, you know, in the last two years, you know, they've adapted and they've used their game and become, you know, a juggernaut of the North. They, you know, they, they won the region last year and this year in the North. So, you know, they've, they've become a little multifaceted. They can win in no pinch and, and they can win in pinch. And they can also win in, uh, in no sting and on champs. Which That's goes true. to show, like, what good teams can do if they just try it, if they apply themselves. Exactly. If you practice and you work with your team, like, you'll be able to accomplish great things. And Dynasty is, is cre- has created, I'm not even saying is created, has created probably one of the most, if not the most well-rounded team. Because if you think about it, like, they're getting to the top positions in all of in in every discipline yeah pinch no sting no uh no pinch uh you know trampoline like they're they're always there in the discussion so yeah it's good to see uh what dynasty's doing uh I'm a huge fan so going on to coed 8.5 um we had rise took the championship Doom took second, and Rainbows took third. So that is a West Coast sweep. And then what? Echo had fourth, and then Havoc and Fury. So took tied for fifth. Yeah. So yeah, that's a. I mean, it's it's pretty. Well it's, it's pretty... But that's because isn't the West the only region that has co eight point five? Correct. West is the only reason that it has co eight point five. And so... we have most of the women too. Yeah, we have most of the women. What do you so, think the percentage of the women? Like 85% of the women are? Yeah, I'd say 85% of the women are, are West Coast women. So we need the other regions to get more women to come play. Well, we got the, we got the East who, yeah. who started. And, and we, you know what? We had South women come out, and then we had North women come out of nowhere. True. And North women played very well. Yes, they did. Um, women's division, we had... Money shot clinching an absolutely amazing thriller. They came from the loser bracket and beat pop that. They had to beat pop that twice, and they managed to pull it off. So money shot took the win. Pop that took second, and invasion took third. Yeah. Shout out to money shot. These ladies played great. It was fun to watch them. I mean, Rihanna was MVP, and she played like it. They, yeah, they were all uh, firing on all cylinders. Exactly. It was, it was, that was, that was actually one of the most exciting finals to watch. Yeah. Um, 
And then we had our co-ed no sting. Uh, Doom took first place. Uh, Team Awesome took second. And Rise of Brutality took third in that division. Yep. And that was... Uh, <coughs> it looked like that was also another one where, like, the West Coast beat up on the West Coast. Yeah, Echo took out... Echo took out what? Task Force? No, took out Havoc. Yeah, Echo took out Havoc. Sent them to Lug- Rise goes on. Doom had to take out, out Rambros and Fury and took out Riot. And it was, uh, it was a, a brutal bracket. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great division. It was a lot of fun. That was one of the most fun divisions, I thought. Uh, definitely some big hits in that one. Yeah, dude. Those no-sting balls fucking fly. And my favorite division, uh, the Pinch Division. The Pinch Division. The pinch Division was so much fucking fun. Uh, and, 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 and talking with a couple people, um, you know, some people had never done Pinch before, and they threw themselves into the fire. Uh... And and it was fun to watch their reaction of like, oh my god, this is almost this is almost completely different than open. And I'm like, because you know why is your fight or flight comes into comes into play in pinch because like anybody can stand there and get hit by a you know a no pinch rubber eight point five, but there's something about like, oh fuck. Get the hell out of the way. You're not going to... You're never going to slightly dodge a pinch. You're always going to get the fuck out of the way of the trade. And so that division, we got to see some absolutely amazing catches, some amazing hits, uh, some crazy comebacks. Uh, The biggest story of the entire pinch division, though, was corruption didn't win a single round robin game. What? They went 0 and 8 in round robin. They were the last seed. They were the 18th seed and they took second place. That's impressive. So they didn't win a single game until playoffs <laughs> and then went all the way to the semis in the winner's bracket, got knocked down, so they lost one game, and then they faced off against Gamecocks, beat them to face in the finals again. So they lost to Dynasty twice. Yeah, so they had a losing record, <laughs> and then almost got to, new, uh, they, they, they almost took the whole thing. That's impressive. It was, it was probably the craziest bracket I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen the last seed make it to the finals. Never. Much less not win a single round robin game, but then mow through some of the hardest teams. You know, they had to face Arsenal, then Clutch Mode, who was on absolute fire. Clutch Mode was the second seed. So the yeah. 18th seed beat the second seed, Clutch Mode. Then they face off against uh, Kaiju, and then they face off against Gamecocks, then Dynasty, then Gamecocks again, then Dynasty again, and they eventually fall to Dynasty. But that was probably the biggest Cinderella story 
of 2017 Maybe in my Maybe it's mind. like some crazy smart strategy that they put up that they had planned. No, like, man, because as, as you weren't there, but we faced them, they were giving it everything they had. So it was like a bunch of close games they just couldn't pull it out? Correct. Like, they never looked like they got slaughtered by any means by any team that I could see. Like, they just, you know, they just had bad bounces, bad, uh, you know, like, you know, you get hit off of a deflection of your teammate, or they weren't making bad decisions, but it was it was a shitty inc- plays. It was incredible to see them go into elimination, and the light turns on, and everything starts going their way. That was awesome, awesome, awesome to see. Um, so that that pretty much tells the story of. Uh, who won what in uh, interesting brackets. You know, we did have... We also had the, uh, the All-Star game we didn't talk oh, yeah. about. We had the, um, the women, the West Coast team, who we all thought was going to uh, just crush everybody. Well, you know what? They went through the, the, like, the round, robin, the round robin and kind of crushed everything. And they were pretty pumped up. They were very pumped but up. But the North women... They were a little cocky. The were. smiles on their face just said, all right, we're kind we of wasting our time back. here. Yeah. With and the North women in that championship final game, oh, my God. Catches, they, women getting hit they, in the chest. It was, it was obscene. Stole their juju. It was obscene. Like, these women just, like, they, they couldn't lose. And you can see it in their face. Yeah. The West Coast women, they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. <laughs> uh, and then in the uh, in the men's all star game, that was a fun one. Yeah. We had. Uh, we had, did you guys drop a game? We didn't lose any games. Okay. Uh, there was definitely some good matches, but when it got to finals, like I will say one thing: like you guys looked like you were having the most fun as a team. I don't think so. No, no. I think. I think. That the other all-star teams were actually having fun and putting on an all-star game while the West was trying to win. Well, the, We but, weren't doing any suicides. We weren't going for any crazy catches. We were just firing on, on all-stars. We wanted to show were, the world that we You guys were all lose. smiling. In the because fun, we were winning. And the, but the funniest thing to me was like we were, we were sitting on the sidelines saying, like, there's just way too many mouths to feed on that team. Dude. So many mouths because... There was only one person who was like, all right, I'm just going to give the ball up, and that was Lukas. But Lukas was getting fucking catches. Oh, he was getting catches, <laughs> and he was just dropping off the ball to someone and be like, go up and hit him. Fine, yeah. just go up and hit him. So it was, it was uh, like you were throwing, Payan was up there just dishing. Catching was crushing people. Catching was up there throwing a lot. And Nate and Tim were holding those corners. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's one thing I remember seeing is like, that's a, that's a corner dream team in my mind. Oh, yeah. Two of the smartest dodgeballers. Yeah, both ever. of them very smart, very good with their pump fake, very confident in holding that line. Didn't back up. Yeah. So you guys always played with almost two thirds of a court. Yeah. Whereas the other teams only had a third of the court to play. And then you have Ketchum and Payan, which arguably two of the hardest throwers in the history of dodgeball. On oh yeah. One team. This could be, if not one of the hardest, and if not one of the most accurate in Payan. That too. I mean, this could have been. This could be Team USA. I mean, I would put that six against anybody. I mean, stat wise, yeah. 
Uh, it just, I mean, for me, like, it all begins with the corners. Uh, Tim and Nate in that role made it look like child's play for everybody else. Because you, you had yourself and Payan and Ketchum coming up in the middle and throwing. And then Lucas, you know, basically mopping up wherever there was something to be caught. He was diving in the way, catching everything. That was, that was really fun to watch. It was fun to play. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and then we had our showdown bracket. Showdown is always one of my favorites because it could be anyone's game. Let's be honest, in the last couple of years, you got beat by Payan. You got beat last by Carlo. Yeah. You got beat by... Who did you get beat by last year? That's all I remember. It's Carlo and Payan. And there was another one. But anyways... Uh, it's it's anybody's game. So it's about who's got a good body position, who's got a, a quicker release. You know, we got to see uh, some amazing games. So women's showdown, uh, that happens at Nationals. So we take the 32 women, we filter them down to one. There were some amazing catches. There was some amazing gifts that came out of that. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we have our believe Payan meme now, <laughs> like which is probably the best because, like, uh, well, there was a lot of actual like side bets going on during the women's uh, oh, was women's there? showdown. So, I was unaware of that. So if you watch the live stream, you can see like, a lot of the West Coast guys were just like they're they're pointing <laughs> at these girls and putting money on them. So there was a lot of excitement, extra excitement going on on the sidelines of the women's showdown. It was it was fun. And, and and so Brittany Masro ends up taking the headband. She is 2017's women, the one. And then going into men's, we had uh, we had some interesting matchups. Uh, we had uh, Glenn, who's a two-time champion. Mm-hmm. He had only in in three years lost once. Yeah. So he'd only lost once. Uh, he comes in and. Going up against Mikey, he goes who was up against uh, the hometown hero. He was the hometown hero. The Boston Globe came out to watch him. Yeah, and uh, you know what? He was super cocky. He was super cocky. He thought he even had it in the bag. He, you know, he he, uh, he comes in, and you know what was interesting in that one was it was it was closer than Glenn is normally used to because he went down two one, mm-hmm. and then came back and won. Well, Mikey was so he kept stepping over the line. I think well, yeah, two Mi- times he stepped Mikey's got to know when to, when to, where to step on the line. But what was interesting to see was Glenn was holding his ball. He normally fires way early. Well, Mikey will fucking light you up. Yeah, and and I mean, he's hard to hit. Oh, he's totally he's a hard to hit. Crafty little guy. But you know what I discovered about Mikey was he basically was doing the same thing. Which was he wasn't he wasn't moving side to side he wasn't going straight. He, you need to you need to be able to move in that tight corridor that you have, because uh, you know the you know Glenn takes the the game over Mikey, uh, you face off against Anthony, and then in the third place match Mikey faces Anthony, and what ends up happening is Anthony pulls off an amazing catch, Two and he and and he, well he pulls off the catch. And then says says to me like, you know, the first catch was a fluke, but the second catch, no. he came up and the he first catch was not a fluke. He jumped, Mikey put it right in the bread basket, 
I'm telling you what Anthony said to me was the first catch he didn't expect, but the second game, he he goes, I know exactly where he's going to put it, and so I just anticipated the catch. Yeah. Because he, he's like, I saw the same motion, same run-up, same distance. He's like, everything about it was the the complete same. same. He's like, I knew exactly where I needed to be for that that moment. He and, throws so hard, he's not really looking at you when he's, when he's throwing. It's all the same motion. It's going yeah. pretty much waist height every time. Hard as hell, though. And then we get to the finals, which is the best finals we've ever had. You guys both went four four, and then there it was. It, it came down to the last one wins, correct? Um, I think I had a game on him. I could be wrong. So you think it was it was five five three? I thought we got to four four. I don't think so. The bad part was our live stream did not show the accurate score, so. I mean, we'll probably have to go back and check it. But well, to I be wasn't... to be fair, with the live stream, we were downstairs and we were running it from downstairs. Right. Where the rest of the week, we were upstairs and able to tell our live stream what the score was. We had uh, the people in the booth were, you know, they had their backs to the the court, so they weren't even able to see. Which is something we're going to have to work on next year: is having someone downstairs to relay the scores upstairs. That way, the live stream. Um, the people that are talking, the commentators, they have the correct information because that was that was often is a little frustrating. Like I said, that's something I'm working on. Already. No, I know it's not. It's not like I'm pointing fingers. It's like oh, no, to no, be no. perfect, which we want to be, is something we have to fix. No, as I said in the very top of the podcast, I'm already working on next year. I'm working on that. One of the specific things that's in my top three to do's. In that showdown, I got one of the most wicked headshots I've ever received in my life. Oh, my God. It's been a it, while since, I've, since it, I've had a headshot. Yeah, how come that hasn't been gift yet? Oh, it's gift. It's here. It's just... <laughs> it was one of the most brutal ones I've seen in a while because, like... My face went numb instantly. There's just no fucking prisoners with that shot. Dude, I went back to my to the, to the starting line and my face was numb. I couldn't feel my lips. I had to, like, touch my mouth and make sure it was still there. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely uh, took, like I said, he took no prisoners on that shot. Because he, he could have just, he could have chest passed it off your foot, and he just decided. No, he went straight for the face. Yeah, which is fine. I mean. He's going for the cure. I'd probably, I, I do the same thing. And if we want the sport <laughs> to be taken seriously, we have to take it seriously ourselves. Yeah. And, like, when I'm going back and I'm watching these clips, like, he wasn't that killer Glenn that we're used to seeing. Like, he'll crush someone and turn and walk away. He crushed me. He's like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm fine. I'm like, get back to your fucking side, Glenn. Let's go. <laughs> which, I, which I respect because Glenn and I, we're, we're very good friends and we're, we compete at the highest level. So, But if it's a one-on-one showdown, you hit me in the face, like, it's okay yeah. to turn around and be like, yeah, you fucking deserve that. Yeah, we, 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 can, we can pat ourselves on the back and, and, and do all that stuff. Like, hey, are you okay after the best of nine? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this, like, because we want this to be on TV and to look and feel entertaining. So, like, if if Glenn and I were on a TV show and we're doing the showdown, I would want him to be cocky. You know, like, after he hit me in the face, like, you know, live live it up, sell it to the crowd. And then, like, after we go behind closed doors... Then it's the um, it's the mentality. So you want it to be like that that, that wrestling. Exactly. I mean, yeah. like behind closed doors, like after wrestlers are done wrestling, like they they they're, I'm sure they're family. Like it's 
you look out for each other, you make sure that no one's really hurt, you support each other, and that's what we have openly in Elite, but if we're going to sell it and get crowds and get people out there and get their blood flowing, you got to go for blood and you have to show it. And you got to have some good healthy rivalries, which you do. is a small segue. My favorite rivalry right now is uh, Gamecocks and Dynasty. And Dynasty, because they, they troll. They they troll each other so good. <laughs> <laughs> Their gifts and comments and, and images and posts. Gamecocks are take no. So fantastic. No fucking, oh my god, uh, I love it. I love that so much. I wish we had more of it. Maybe I should start a good. I should take the first shot against you know riot against like <laughs> Arsenal and just be like, all right. It's 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 healthy. It's fun and it's funny and it's fun to watch. I love it. Oh, it it, it was it was awesome to see. So guys are hilarious. Um, the some of the big things we we handed out that weekend was the the caps awards. Uh, and so congratulations to those winners of which were Rambros, Kaiju, R.I.T. and Coup de Gras. Mm-hmm. Um, our MVPs that weekend were Brianna and Payan. Well deserved. Very, very well deserved, and uh, we had a new award this year, which was the People's Champion. Raise, the People's Champion. You got to raise your eyebrow when you say it. The People's Champion got the the custom wrestling belt. If you guys have not seen this belt, it was a beauty to behold. It was like I get, I get it now. Like that's the one trophy I didn't want to hand out. I wanted to you keep, want it. To keep it. I yeah. wanted to keep it so bad. Like I took, I, I took a ton of pictures of myself with it. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> I was like, this, this, this one's hard to give up, and you know, ugh. but there wasn't a more deserving person of it. And one of my favorite things is once that belt, I put it around her waist. She did not take that belt off for the rest of the night. I wouldn't she, either. She was dancing, drinking, shaking either. it on the dance floor, wearing that belt. Like it, it, it was not. It, it was, might come up missing. If I would have found it, I probably would have taken it off. Too. <laughs> <laughs> You'd just be like, "Oh, oops, where did it go?" No, I didn't see your belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to hide in your pants? I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, definitely well deserved. She did so much. The she got the Boston Globe two-time Pulitzer Prize. Um, uh, winner that uh that photojournalist he got him to come there she got uh, the goat tape to to bring us all those rolls of of tape which was so clutch you know what there's, and, there's and, not a tournament where i'm not looking for more tape and there was an abundance of tape no one wants tape more than me because i buy in packs of six and by the end of a tournament it's all gone because everybody's like hey man i got some tape and you, because there's, there's a few of you, and I know who you are, who steal my goddamn tape-ish. <laughs> I steal tape, but it's mostly oh, Nate's tape. Oh, it drives me nuts because, like, I'll then go and I'll, I'll need tape, and it's all gone. Because oh, yeah. everybody knows, like, what pocket I, I stash my tape in. <laughs> and, like, I, like, I've got to start moving it and changing it. And, and it was awesome to have Goat Tape provide that. And uh, I personally had never used it. I'd always seen it, and I had heard people like raving about it. And it was amazing tape. Yeah, I, I, it was my first time using it as well, and I'm a fan. And the fact that they hooked us up, it, it speaks volumes. And yeah. I hope that this relationship with Go Tape and Elite, um, we had it lasts. S- we had sixty teams there essentially, 
and they gave us uh, 120 rolls. So that was two rolls per team. And you know what? When we were refing WeHo last night, Stacey. everybody was wearing goatee. It was all over. It was it was like an infection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a rash. It's spreading everywhere. Goatee is everywhere. Everybody has made that switch. It looks like never going back. So never going back to the people's champ. We appreciate you and all you did for us in Boston. There was uh, also like just so many people. Like again, there's no way. I can remember everything just because of some of the face shots I took. <laughs> but, uh, like, Amanda and Emily for, like, organizing those bags. Yeah, Like, wow. that was that was awesome to walk into the, the, uh, and the gym. And it was all laid out. And, and the bags and everybody's names. Oh, it, yeah. They, like, they, the they, actual they, font. And, and it was whatnot. fantastic. Uh, you know, then, you know, Dominic and Alex were refing everything they possibly could. You know, Vegum and Mad City did an amazing job with yes. the, uh, the with stream. the live stream and the pictures. The pictures were beautiful. The pictures were fantastic. The live stream was sharp. It looked great. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Everybody who jumped on camera, thank you for doing All that. The commentators. Was... Yeah, it, it was it was almost interesting to see people like fighting to get on camera. Yeah. There was a couple people who were like. When is it my turn? When is it my turn? <laughs> you know, people who kind of came out of their shell a little bit, like Alex Alvarez. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. I didn't think he was a commentary guy, and he was like, oh, I need to put on the headset. <laughs> <laughs> he had so many good one-liners. Like, oh, yeah. Elite friendship. There's was a lot of good, uh, good banter going on. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, obviously, Elisa was, like, MVP of commentating that weekend. Uh, yeah. Devin was fantastic as well. Yeah, and so was uh, Josh Ty. Uh-oh. Very funny. A couple um, bleeping moments, which is fine. I mean, this is it's it's, it's who we are. But Josh t- did a, a a very good job as well. Uh, and then you know some big thanks to to Stewart. To you know he, he brought out some nets. You know I had a lot of stuff shipped to his place. Uh, in Armando, we had a lot of stuff shipped to his place in anticipation of the tournament. Big thanks to Tim Wells. He wasn't even able to come to the tournament. He came from setup, went to a wedding eight hours away, and then when the wedding finished, he drove eight hours to make it to the end of Pinch and the end of the tournament to help uh, bag everything up and then so and then take a lot of the supplies. So like you know, big up to Tim Wells. Uh, Boston, you guys were incredible incredible hosts for the nationals um from my standpoint my point of view that was the best nationals by far oh yeah it was uh you know we only had to cut games for for no sting just because everybody was so beat and so tired um but other than that we played every single game we played every single game it was a lot. It was a lot of dodgeball. Uh, I certainly, I, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, it was super smooth. Everybody looked like they had a great time. There were no real major issues. I think we had a, David Tates had a, a broken finger. In three places. Heal up, David. Heal up. Um you know, my biggest concern every tournament and going into it is always injuries. Uh, you know, because I, I never want to see that happen to anybody. And so, 
for the most part, we came away from, you know, an extreme weekend. You know, day three in pinch, everybody's fatigued, so they're not going to react to an 80-mile-per-hour fastball as well. It it was good to see we walked away pretty unscathed. Yeah. Uh, And it it was super smooth. Jake Mason did an incredible job. Uh, Brandon Tigner as well, he stepped up and, and he helped out making sure we were getting rounds where they needed to be. I, I mean, I was honestly able to play with my team, and this was, it's a very rare, rare thing yeah. where I can actually even be in the huddle with my team. Yeah. So I uh, can't say thank you enough to, to Jake and Brendan for that. Um, and then going back to what I wanted to talk about, I broke some fucking people. Did you know? Uh, I, I distinctly remember a six foot, what, five Billy Schmidt passed out face down, face down and pinched. Wasted. Absolutely. Face down. Done. He'll probably blame it on the alcohol. He'll blame it on the alcohol, but you know what? That's part of the weekend, buddy. <laughs> That's all according to plan. I could put the banquet on day three, but I don't. It's all, it's all <laughs> I'm going to break you. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely liked breaking the the little one, Jeff Giovinco. Baby Gio. Uh, Baby Gio was was wasted. Wait, wait, wait. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. He had a lot of apple juice. No, no. Not alcohol-wise. Okay, good. But that is a kid who was like, if you would poke him, he'd be like, get off me, shut (laughs) up, mom, leave me alone, I just want to sleep. There were so many people I saw hiding in the corners, sitting down, taking naps all weekend. If you don't think I saw you, I saw you. Not I. I did not sit. But you didn't play pinch. You didn't play all divisions. I didn't. So still didn't sit. So you didn't play as much. True. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the, every single final. Yeah, there was a moment and where I you were in the, the game. you were in the final, and, and then the, the showdown, showdown, and then the All Star game, okay. all within thirty minutes. You right. you won, you won, you won. <laughs> <laughs> there was also somebody. Who we have yet to identify? Okay, that might... <laughs> who was who was dicking people? That might be the funniest thing in the tournament, dude. Like, I and went it's to the go biggest get, mystery, dude. I went to go get some tape. I opened my backpack, and there's a card in there with a a, a naked dude with like like a rock hard cock, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to touch it. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Yo, Cole, can you come open my backpack and get that card out? And he was like, Wait, what? It's like, this is a very odd request. I'm like, dude, just grab it. And he grabs it, and I grab my backpack, and I leave. Because I didn't want anything to do with that car. But, like, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought there was just one. But no. Every- there was at least fucking five decks of rock-hard dicks all over the gym. And they were everywhere. People's shoes. People's bags. People's back pockets. Women's purses. People's wallets. They were everywhere. Whoever this person is, I applaud you. That shit was fucking funny. Okay, well, okay. Two things. One, that was the funniest fucking thing of the tournament. Two, as an organizer, don't fucking do that. (laughs) 
People need to trust they can leave their bags and belongings safe. I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, okay I don't like it. it. <laughs> that shit was funny, dude. But like, it was everyone, incredible. Everyone was so serious. Because like you're trying to win or whatever, but like you got dick in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like I feel a little left out. You didn't get dicked? I didn't get dicked. You didn't get dicked. Well, you know why? Because your bag's all Because my bag is up at the scoring table, and it's underneath the tarp. Like, my bag was underneath the uh, the the live stream table. Well, even so no still, one is I don't that. know. Because, like, even at the banquet, like, people, like, someone was, like, sliding the cards into people's pockets. And once you get it in your pocket, you got to go put it in someone else's pocket. So it was, it was even being passed around at the banquet. I found one in my backpack at, at WeHo. Like, I, st- I still had, I took one home. Okay, so you saw one at WeHo. So it is a West Coast player. No, I had it in my backpack. I came home, and it was still in my backpack when I got to WeHo. And I oh. opened my bag in WeHo, and like, here's a fucking, I got cocked at home. Like, Huh. And I love that no one has seen it. Yeah. No one's, like, I have to imagine that it was probably one of the Gamecocks guys. Just because their chant was cocks, 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 like, cocks. this is right <laughs> up their alley. Like, they love trolling people. I, I, like, I would, I would hope that it's them. It would, because it, it would make sense. sense. But, uh, like, hats off to whoever was doing it. It was very I can't slick. believe you got away with it. Right? Like, it, nobody saw nobody anything. Nobody fucking knows. That, I mean, that alone was, is, is very impressive. Because you'd think someone would be like, hey, why is that person going in your bag? Or, but it's like, it's very quick. You just drop it. But they had to do some unzipping sometimes. You know, they had to, like... I don't think so. I they don't had think to do a lot of, like... I think they just dropped it. Like, my bag was cracked open. It won't be, it won't be open ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but was uh, dropping little, little dicks you're everywhere. Gonna, you're going to set up a camera? I don't really care. You know what would be amazing? Is if someone kind of went through the live stream footage. Ooh. And they could find... If, they, if anybody notices, if you go through the live stream footage or any of your GoPro footage, if anybody can find the culprit... Ooh, we should make you a know reward what? for I'll that. I'll tell you what. A golden dick or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. A golden dick. I want to put a bounty on it right now. Mm. Right now. Mm. I will... It's got to be juicy. I will comp... What? A division? It's got to be like... You gotta go through footage. It's gonna take a while. No, no. I'll tell you what. I will make you a custom elite dodgeball dry fit shirt. What about that sweat? That jacket, though. Okay, we'll make it a jacket. And it's gotta have we'll a ma- golden cock on it. We'll make it a jacket. It'll have <laughs> a. Sleeve. I don't know. No, we're not giving it the golden it's cock. Have a golden but I'll cock. tell you what. No, whoever, whoever, Sorry. no, whoever can figure out who did it, we'll make you guys one of the custom jackets. And it's gonna have a big ass golden chicken on the back. Uh, okay, golden, golden chicken. All right, fine. <laughs> Dude, we live like I live in West Hollywood, and we play like I thought you were talking golden cock and balls. Of course you were. Um, but there's the bounty. Let's find out who this is. And it can't be someone else who was putting an already received cock into someone else's bag because I did that. Yeah. And I was not the person who brought the cock to the gym. Who brought the cocks to the gym? Who brought the cocks to the gym? Who is the cock culprit? Who is the, the cock bandito? <laughs> that was oh, a good man. hashtag for the weekend. Um, hashtag cock bandito. So the season is almost over, except for you. This year is almost over, except for Bells of the Ball. 
now that everyone's talking about Sin City, and apparently people are talking about this walkout tournament now, which was, I thought would fly under everyone's radar, but apparently Jake, I don't know how much Jake's getting paid, who hates fucking, um, who hates claw, I mean, who hates foam. Uh, I mean, when is it? I don't know, dude. Uh, I, I, if I'm gonna go to a foam tournament, I'll go to the Detroit Cup. Uh, I don't. I really don't know anything about the Waka Palooza or whatever they're the whatever they're calling it right now. Um, we should probably stop hating, I guess. Yeah. Since Jake's in bed with them. Well, Jake is running it because because it's not official without Jake, and that's what we've been saying. There's so people are listening. There's grander designs going on in the background. No, this, I mean, it's actually good. No, it's fantastic. It's good. I mean, dodgeball, everyone's coming together. We, we, we have organizations that, that don't respect those who are in charge and don't listen to the people as to what they want. But Waka understands. I, um, Sa, who runs uh, the Waka Kickball League in, um, in Los Angeles, or... Orange County, what have you? He is one of the he, organizers. He does a great job. Of yeah, that. he he's one of the organizers for this Waka tournament in Las Vegas, and he understands what people want. He understands where the best products are and who's responsible, and that is is Jake. So it's a very smart move by Waka to ask Jake to get in bed with them. Oh, absolutely, and and Jake will do a great job with that tournament. In bed. Well, yeah, the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that yeah, that one's coming so up. That is October seventh in Las Vegas. It's it's a it's a social thing. So there'll be a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of having fun, and there'll also be dodgeball costumes probably. I don't know about that. It's more like matching shirts. Hmm. Which, by the way, hmm. I have an idea for a Halloween team. What's that? Uh, talking with. Uh, Felix, mm-hmm. uh, Felix Perone over in, uh, with, the, with the Gamecocks, he was telling me about how um, the Dodgeball Club, they weren't a fraternity, and none of them could be in the fraternity. Uh, and so they had a, they considered themselves a fraternity, and they were uh, Delta Beta. And so I want to do a Delta Beta for Dodgeball team where we can get some... Uh, Colored polos, pop collars, and visors. <laughs> some old frat bros. Do some beer bongs in between the <laughs> in between the games. Um, but yeah, so everybody's kind of gearing up. Everybody's kind of getting excited for uh, Sin City this year. Um, it'll be really exciting to see that tournament. If you didn't make it to nationals, if and, and this is this is me. Uh, if you didn't make it to Nationals, which is a tournament I feel is one of those, and I'm a little biased here, that you shouldn't miss. Uh, Sin City is the other one that you shouldn't miss. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully one of the things that we have this year is, like, I want to see the elite players bring young, unexperienced players under their wing. I want to see, like, those teams that have always been super stacked to be like, well, maybe I don't need the best, 
you know, WeHo player that doesn't play an elite, or I, I don't need the best WeHo player that also plays an elite. I should pick up and, you know, like Kyle Pliva came up like out of nowhere and he became a beast catcher. Like, I want to see some of those elite players, like if they're going to play in this, like quit the stack teams. Like, it's a for fun tournament. We don't need stack teams. It, it, it's not needed. Let's make it fun for everybody. I, like, I would challenge you to actually pick some players that you never would have played with, that you don't play with on your Tuesday or Thursday team. You know, pick those players. That's more impressive. If you create a new friendship with someone like that you don't normally play with, and then you win with them. Here's the other thing I don't want to see is last year there was a team that had uh, two gay players and they sat them. Well, that's not allowed anymore. I know it's not allowed anymore, but there's always going to be people trying to find loopholes and we're always going to try and enforce that rule, but sometimes we will miss that. Like, you as a player, as a team captain, like, you shouldn't be abiding by that at all. That's, that's gross. Like, just kind of taking over a team like that. Agreed. So, like, I want to see some of the, a lot of the, the stack teams that have always won, like, pick up some different players. Nah. Who you got? I got the same team. You got the same team? Yeah, dude. Didn't you win last year? You did. We only had two elite players, though. Wait, wait, so who, who's on your team? It's me and Terry. You and Terry. We had Kyle. We like Kyle was great. And we had Marco. Okay. You had Dylan. Dylan. So but, I mean, people that have won WeHo championships. Yeah. Only two elite players though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess you play with your wife. Yeah. That a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Looking at a photo now. That's a stacked team. That's basically the winning WeHo team with, with two players from Doom who are the national championships. This is not the winning WeHo team. The winning WeHo team has what's-his-face. That, that is, we just ref them yesterday. That is Sensei who is going to take the championship, <clears throat> in my mind. That's Sensei and They'll Doom the right there. That, that, that's win. a champion... Elite team with the champion WeHo team right there. Am I wrong? You're not right. How am I not right? Because since 8 has not won ever. And what were they before? I don't know, dude. They've won. People have won. No, Marco, Kyle, Dylan, Anita have all been on a WeHo team that have won. Yeah, but they've also had help. And there's also been other teams who have won, like, um, I can't think of their name. But, like, there's, there's, there's other strong teams in WeHo right now. On the, on oh, the no, other no, court, there's no, other no, very strong Oh, no, teams. absolutely. But what about those players who are, like, timid against playing elite players? What about bringing them up? They can come up. I like winning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a rec tournament. True. <laughs> it's not for money. 
it's for inclusion and recreational and it's for fun. I have fun. When you win, yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I would put the challenge out to those who normally stack their teams. Like, honestly, you know, play with your friends, but also, like, you know, as an elite player, like, go out there and... and I think eventually, I really didn't want to get into this because this is Jake's tournament and he gets a lot of heat for for it, but, like, eventually it should be all gay teams who allow a couple straight players. And I've heard people say this, and I understand why the tournament is how it is because I was there for the first one, I was there for the second one. I missed one because um, cause my son kid. was born. But I understand where the tournament came from and how it's grown. But I think in one of the, one of the coming years, we're going to have to reset it, reset these teams who've been playing together forever and just have gay teams who allow a couple allies. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent for that. And I think eventually, hopefully next year or the year after that, then um, I mean, he'll, Jake will have to put his foot down and just reset and say we can't have these same these same teams that have been dominant, who only have the quota of LGBT players. We want this to be LGBT with a couple allies sprinkled in. Yeah, that's the way it should be. All we're right. we're guests. Agree. Exactly. We're guests. Exactly. Um, but either way, uh, it's not a tournament you should miss. Uh, everybody should start be looking at flights, putting together some teams. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of drinking. It's a lot of. It's a lot of fun, frankly. 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 Um, Is that it for the dodgeball world? That's. That's it. We've got some exciting things brewing on the on the backside of Elite. Like we're going to announce some events before the end of the year. And frankly, we've got some stuff that we need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only in our professional lives and personal lives, but in, in dodgeball, we need to accomplish some things going into next year. So I have my my uh, my list of things to help make it better. As do I. Uh, and then, you know, we have some partnerships that we'll have uh, hopefully soon. And then, obviously, probably one ginormous announcement maybe this year. Why well, don't I know what you're talking about? You do. Okay. Um, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday, and it's a holiday weekend, so... Forgive us. Uh, this has been one of our longest podcasts, but we've got to recap everybody on what happened this last weekend. If you made it this far, you truly are a dodgeball enthusiast, and I salute you. Yeah, because you had to listen to me. No, this is fun. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, and, and we didn't have Dave, like, Dave with the bell or, or, a, or a piano fart or a fart math or farting in the studio. Um, but, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this week will probably be a little more sporadic on on podcasts because we're now officially in the off season. Uh, we'll definitely do our best to keep doing as many as we can, uh, but they're probably not going to be as long. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. See you guys next time. Thank you. <laughs>